This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Babs Gray, and it's not that I'm more comfortable with my body now that I'm older. It's just that it took me a decade to find jeans that fit. <laughs> I'm Brandy Posey, and not all dry, thin-lipped people drive slowly in the left lane, but every single person who drives slowly in the left lane has dry, thin lips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and I might fuck around and learn how to wear a scarf. Taylor's influence. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hello! We got Barbara Brandy and of course they a show for everyone that's the fucking best come on baby it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies ladies and ladies ladies and ladies hello oh my god welcome to the show everybody we have such a good show for you today holy shit i'm so excited i'm excited for you our listener we just have, oh, like, we have a fun time planned for you. Yeah, we do. But first, we want to let you know, we've got our Speaking holiday show fun. coming up this yeah. Sunday. Oh, my God. It's on Zoom, so you can watch from anywhere. This is such a fun show. It's, I mean, an annual event at this point. It's going to be a blast. Um, you can get tickets at ladytoladyholiday.eventbrite.com. And patrons get 50% off, so go to patreon.com to check out your discount code there. We have so much fun. We've got a craft cocktail a mocktail we'll have carols we just you know it's our flavor of a holiday variety show which as you can imagine is as weird as us it's gonna be ridiculous <laughs> and honestly last year when we did this i that that was the moment i felt the holidays had arrived a hundred percent a hundred percent we're gonna have like some trees set up we're gonna bring our holiday best we hope that you do too as well maybe a holiday fashion show might occur we never know what's gonna happen yes um mm. yeah uh, it's going to be so much fun. And uh, this is a show specifically for Zoom, too. This is not one of our like live shows. This is a show for you guys all over Zoom. We're bringing in the whole shebang. Um, and we hope and to see you And it's also kind of a fun time to meet other listeners. Yes. It's a very community event. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. had listeners just hang out after the show and chill afterwards. So it's a very good time to, yeah, see some other lady-to-lady listeners. Maybe find out some folks who are, you know, maybe in your town, close to you, and all that stuff. So... Go grab a ticket. Um, it's ladytoladyholiday.eventbrite.com. It's 10 bucks and half off if you're a Patreon t- subscriber. So, and Speaking of the holidays, honey, we have your holiday gift list covered. Not only do we have our usual adorable merch, we've got our peach hoodie that we're all obsessed with, our hat, our tea, our socks, our mug, and we have a special new piece of merch for the holidays. We have this really cute beanie that's mustard color with the Lady to Lady logo embroidered on the front of it with a little pom-pom. You're going to love it. It's so cute. If you were to wear it with your hoodie at the same time, um, I'd say you'd be a queen. Uh, it's just a beautiful little look. I love it. Just show us. Just show it off. Show it off to everybody. You look beautiful You can in stay it. cozy and show us off at the same time. Great combination. 
Heck um, yeah. Yeah, so just go to our, you can go to our Twitter and Instagram bios for links to all this stuff as well if you want a straight shot to it. And yeah, oh my God, let's get to our show. I'm Please. sure. I'm um, so our, excited. Our guest today is, I, I would call him iconic. Absolutely. I would absolutely say iconic as well. Um, we've got Dave Holmes on the show. He was a VJ for MTV. He has a book, mm-hmm. Party of One. Uh, he's the editor at Esquire Magazine. Uh, and he has a new podcast out, Waiting for Impact. Uh, you guys, please enjoy our conversation with Dave Holmes. Oh, my God. I am so excited to have him here, especially to record at this moment in time. Dave Holmes, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello, Dave. Yay. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm finally doing this. I know. Yeah. we're And truly, what a moment in world history <laughs> for this to be happening. Yeah. Yeah. I know we already had you scheduled on the show and this is coming out in a few weeks, but this we're recording this the Monday after Brittany got freed from her conservatorship. And so, yeah. um, you know, we had Dave on our, our show toxic and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you've got lots of history with, I can't help but feel like the timing is not an accident. I mean, you know, I think the judge is probably pretty clued in yeah. to the podcast and documentary worlds. She and, follows our Google you know, our Google calendars. Like she's subscribed. <laughs> she's a fan. She's yeah, a fan. Yeah. Of yeah. The yeah it's, she couldn't get. There's no way it's not. She couldn't get much done, but she did somehow make this happen. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And David, would you, I mean, I feel like you were also in the Woodstock '99 documentary. Yes. Is it safe to say you're kind of like the expert on? The early pop culture. I think you're like the guy. Maybe, I don't. I listen. They keep calling, so I, you know, and I, I like to yeah. run my mouth. And you know, I was there, you know, for a lot of this stuff. So I do have kind of, you know, I guess I have mm-hmm. an interesting sort of vantage point on it. Um, and and maybe also I'm the one who says yes. I don't know. I don't <laughs> well, know. And then you, that's also sort of that's the time period that you talk about in your new podcast, Waiting yes. for Impact. Yeah, um, oh, which yeah. I do. I think I think you've got this great perspective as a cultural, I don't know, critic, but you know, you, you've got an interesting perspective on pop culture and cultural issues. But you were working at MTV. Yeah, I, yeah. you were in the eye of the storm during all. I of did this. get to see a lot. I of just want to say close, I yeah. voted for you too. I just want to put that on Mike. I voted for <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Yeah. I had a feeling. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I don't remember vote. And we're talking about the VJ contest where yes. it was Dave versus Jesse Camp. How was the vote? How did voting work? Did people call in? I don't they remember. They called in. Oh, wow. They wow. called in. Mm-hmm. Was it a 900 situation? Did you have to pay? Was there a toll or was it 800? 800. I'm pretty sure it was 800. MTV okay. used to, they were. Yeah. They had the they had the money back in the day for those 800 numbers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People had to call in. I remember being in. like, that Dave guy, he's going to be a great podcast guest someday. Someday. And uh, Someday. Yeah. That was the yeah, before podcasts were. were even invented. That's <laughs> yeah. impressive. You just knew. You just knew. But yeah, no, you know, it's it is you know the um, the difference between then and now is so stark. You know, but like it, but it all happened so gradually mm-hmm. that like it never really felt like we were going from the old to the new. But now it's like you look mm. back. You know, something like that Brit- that Britney Spears documentary, and like Toxic, and like the Woodstock '99 documentary, and and like some of the stuff that I get into in Waiting for Impact. It's like you you look back at that moment, and things were really fundamentally different. Like in the way that a thing like this, you literally had to pick up a phone and call, mm-hmm, and right. while you were calling, nobody else could be on the phone, and there was probably mm-hmm. a personal computer somewhere in your house, but like. 
It was not connected to anything, you know? No. And nobody could be on that if you were on the phone. Exactly. Exactly. Like maybe <laughs> you had like Prodigy or something at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or AOL. Like AOL was sort of nascent at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, you know, uh, the way that – uh, the way that radio stations programmed their playlists, um, like somebody posted a whole long thread today about like how I forget um, it was like a, a, a communications deregulation act in the 90s that allowed people to just own as many radio stations as they want to. And so they did. And they all started playing the same things and they were all not super interesting things for a little while. Um like that, that thing, like that happened while we were alive, but it all happened so gradually we didn't really notice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. And now looking back at it, it's, you know, there, there's a lot to talk about. And again, I'm happy to do it. You're the guy. <laughs> so why don't we tell people, let's tell people a little bit about what is Waiting for Impact about. Okay. I'm actually drinking from my Waiting for Impact mug Ooh. right now. Yes, Beautiful. we do have merch, merch. on Podswag. That was not intentional. Um, <laughs> but it is, okay, so the the, the story um, is in 1991, Boys to Men um, debuted, like their, their first ever single in video it was called Motown Philly. And because they were one of the first acts that Michael Bivens of New Edition and Belle Biv DeVoe signed to his development deal in the lyrics of the song, uh, it's, you know, Boys to Men, ABC, BBD, Another Bad Creation, mm-hmm. and Belle Biv DeVoe, two acts who had uh, a few hit songs at around this time. And uh, and the the third act that was signed to Michael Bivens' development deal uh, was a group called Sudden Impact. And they're a, uh, a boy band. And, and like two and a half minutes into the Motown Philly video, they're there and their name is above them in lights. And they point at the camera and they're like, <laughs> it's just, it's a very bold moment of just like, here we come. We're sudden impact. Get ready, and uh, like like very much like a teaser, like yeah. a teaser for a for a blockbuster movie, and then mm-hmm. that's all that happened. And and like they n- <laughs> never released a single, never released an album, never like didn't didn't have a song on a soundtrack. Nothing. So good. That kind and of rules. Uh- <laughs> it's kind yeah. of interesting. You know what I mean? And so you know, so I say nothing happened. Obviously, a lot of yeah, stuff right. happened, but the only public facing thing that this particular group ever did was that less than three seconds in someone else's music video. And, uh, and I've always in the back of my mind been like, there's a story there, something happened. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but like someday I'm going to host a podcast and find out about it. (laughs) And, um, and like, you know, as, as my career sort of progressed and I started, you know, and writing became more of, of my focus, it was like, you know, is this a magazine feature? Is this, is there a book in this? And, and it felt like the perfect, in between mm-hmm. uh, was a podcast, it was like a, a limited run investigative podcast where I really do try to find these guys. But then also, so that's the story. But then it's, we really, who's we? I get into um, the royal get in, we. I mean, it I had a, a wonderful, I did project. have a wonderful team around me uh, at exactly right. Hannah Kyle Crichton is a badass. Um, shout out to Hannah. Shouts to Hannah. Um, it mm. is like, there is so much to talk about um, as far as like, you know, what happens when you really shoot for the stars, you know, mm-hmm. and and it doesn't work out. And like, you know, what what happened in our culture uh, in, in like the in the 90s? And, and, you know, what happens when you when you are young and you make a plan, you want to be a star and then like things change and you have to change tack and like and, and all that. So there, there there was there's a lot to get into, you know, there's nostalgia, but then there's sort of big thematic elements that I think are really interesting. 
Yeah, that's the uh, the theme of the show that I'm really drawn to, actually, is this idea of when you're young, you set out and you kind of think your life's going to go one direction. Mm-hmm. You talk to our, our buddy, Karen Kilgariff, mm-hmm. uh, about sort of the trajectory her life ended up taking and where her career is at. Um, and what happens when it's a little bit different yeah. than what you initially thought? Yeah. And then how, what are the feelings around that? Because you're someone who also, I think, has had like a really interesting career. I definitely have. Yeah. And like, and and I, I've... A thing that we talk about in the first episode or two is is that thing of like, you know, when you when you made a plan, like when you were young and you were dreaming, all you wanted was to be there, was to be a part of it somehow. You know, okay, I don't I don't know about the rest of you, but like I didn't grow up with showbiz around me or anything like that. And I, I just wanted to kind of be where it was happening. And then, you know, and then I got lucky, like I really essentially got struck by lightning and then was like in the middle of it, which was great. But when sometimes when you begin to make it or if some of your dreams come true, then then vanity comes in and shame comes in and you just start wanting to be bigger or richer or more famous or whatever and like you take your eye off the ball a little bit about like actually all I wanted was just to be a part of it and to have like a life that I'm that I'm passionate about and interested in and I've and I've I'm very lucky that I've managed to do that um I certainly would love to be wealthier I think everybody probably would um but I I am definitely like engaged in my career in a way that I really that like a, a young version of me really hoped that he would be you know um and, and it's, you know, like people who I've worked with now have, you know, tons of big network shows. I don't have that. But it's like I, I am doing stuff that didn't exist 20 years ago mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it. And it's, you know, if the big thing happens, I have no idea what it's going to look like. And, you know, I hope I'll be ready for it. Or And if it doesn't, who cares? And also, I think. Just like you were saying, we don't see those changes occur on a cultural level. I think that yeah. happens on a micro level in life too, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't see yourself transforming into no. this different version of yourself. You don't see your careers and your interests happening. It's sort of like one day you turn around and you're like, wait, I'm a podcaster? What's a podcast? <laughs> what the hell is that? What is that? And that's the thing. You know what? I, I just last week had drinks with my manager for the first time in like a year and a half. And uh, and we were talking about this. Cause like, you know, before lockdown, things were, you know – if things were for me personally a little weird, you know, just like work wise, it was, I was, you know, I was like, God, I don't know what the next thing is. And then COVID happened and the, the live, you know, entertainment or the production part of my career just went away. And, and so it became very, the last year and a half has been very much about just like, um, you know, this waiting for impact had been in, in development for a long time, but then just also doing a whole bunch of other things. And it's like what I think we thought of as a temporary condition, that thing of, of saying yes and cobbling together like a, a right, you know, right. career in a cafeteria kind of way is like that is actually how it's always going to be. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. like going forward, that's the way that you're always going to be doing 12 things. And that's fine. Um, and. And like, if one of them, if one of the seeds that you're tossing out does sprout into a mighty tree, I don't, you won't know what it looks like right now. It will be in a thing that does not exist yet. And it'll be three to five years from now. And it'll like, that thing will, will need your exact set of skills that you've picked, that you've picked up by doing 12 things for a long time. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you don't know what it is. So just, you know, say yes and try to be nimble. And yeah, I mean, I think like. You know, talking about just that uh, the time period when we were 
you know, younger and when MTV was like in its heyday and stuff like that, it was different as far as like an entertainment career goes. Obviously, it yeah. was more straightforward and like you do this thing and like you get a sitcom mm-hmm. and then you're there. You yes. Know? Yeah. And now it is just like we're all like, OK, let me juggle 10,000 plates at once. And, you know, Seri- that's everybody. how to stay afloat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone, even the sitcom people also have to have a podcast oh, sure. and be doing improv. And <laughs> mm-hmm. but but then the other the flip side of that coin is like how cool. Mm-hmm. That you can be a professional entertainer without being Ray Romano. Yeah, sure. There's only one Ray. <laughs> yeah. There's only one Ray Romano, and how many people tried to be Ray Romano? Wanted that Ray Romano it, spot, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, you, there is such a thing as like being a middle class entertainment person, kind of. Yeah, you know, for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it is. It's scary because you know the job security of any other field does not really apply there. But like, yeah, you can kind of. You can sort of keep afloat for a while. And, you know, it's there's no point in trying to be the next Ray Romano. Like, yeah. even the oh, idea of, like... Are... No, um, Dave, but, I mean, that he's is huge. my dream. He's one of the richest. Dave, it's my dream. It's okay. all I've ever okay. wanted is I, well, something about Raymond. It's so funny if you rebooted just rebooted. Yeah. Something about Raymond. Yeah, but it's me instead. How great would it be? There's something about Raymond where he's got the semen in his hair. Yeah. Um, uh, but the thing is, like, you know... But the the I, right now the idea of like pitching a show to CBS yeah. or whatever is like right. ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> even to like cable networks. That's kind of that feels like a thing that is becoming archaic. Mm-hmm. And and what it even stream even streaming services in a way it's like that that model is not going to exist for a whole lot longer. So whatever the next thing is, we don't know. Yeah. But we're like. Keeping our nose above water in the meantime and trying to pick up as many skills as we can. And we'll be prepared for the next thing. I also think, ideally. I think the, inter- the entertainment industry also like the suits in the entertainment industry are always so far behind the creators, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's still very common in the entertainment industry to try to, try to put people into this really easy to understand box. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're a creative person, you're actually good. I always picture like creative people almost kind of look like the coronavirus. Like there's all these <laughs> different things sticking out of yes, us. Yes, yes. And like we're good at all of them. We're yes. a koosh ball. We're the coronavirus. We're a ball. So we're a koosh ball. That's that's less uh, terrifying. Ball, yes. We're a koosh ball. But like when you're the koosh ball, you're like, no, it's all me. It's all the koosh yeah. ball. Right. But they don't understand. They're like, what? Do you well, write or do you act? What? Like, yeah. <laughs> or 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 they think. Like they stand in for the ignorant person that they perceive their audience to be, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Because like, that person, they is won't get it. Less of the, 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 their view of that person is so offensive because then you go out and you right. meet people and you're like, people are cool everywhere. <laughs> cool people, people will find are cool me. <laughs> absolutely everywhere. Yeah, I remember long ago, like 15 ish years ago, Scott Gimple, who mm-hmm. is in episode one of Waiting for Impact, one of my closest friends, mm-hmm. uh, went on to be the showrunner for The Walking Dead, but he got his start like on one hour dramas on NBC. And he and I did a, a, a comedy show together and, and he was and I kept, you know, as he was making like connections and stuff, I was like, you know, it would be really cool if some NBC people were here or whatever. And he's like, if they like they can't know that I do comedy. Like he was like, I don't even want right. my agent to know that I do comedy because it's going to muddy up his, his like mm. their vision of him. Yeah. And, and they're, they're like their thinking is so like myopic and archaic and dumb. But yeah, it, was just, it just you can't like one of the funniest people in the world. But he's like, j- just keep it under your hat. That so I'm, in the closet. That I can do in the closet. Yeah, 
<laughs> I find myself having a hard time sometimes, we talked about this a little bit, but adjusting my view of that, where it's like, I'm so used to, you know, especially performance-wise, like, I'm like, I do stand-up, I'm a stand-up comedian, I go out to mm -hmm. a show, and I do a show there, and transferring that to, like, being online, or doing TikTok, or whatever, mm -hmm. it's very hard for me, because I'm like, I'm just, like, old school in that way, but I'm like, oh, I need to, like, readjust my thinking, because... You know, that's it's not always and obviously live performance is probably always going to be a thing. I mean, whatever. Yeah, of course. But it is just like it's hard to adjust sometimes to be like, OK, I have to adapt to like, you know, the new the new thing. Yeah, but you're doing it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, doing a podcasting is, you know, is definitely, I think, a thing that. I don't think we ever knew. I mean, we've been doing this show eight years and, you know. Yeah. Nine now. We ever... Nine. Nine We're in November. It's nine, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. yeah. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. It's very exciting. Um, but, I mean, I think yeah. that's the sort of one thing that I find really heartening about Waiting for Impact is that in not a corny way at all, it's kind of a testament to just, like, faith. And like, just Good. keep on keeping on yes. and like the thing that's supposed to happen will organically happen. Right, right. And you have no possible way of conceiving what it's going to look like. So like, fuck even trying to. Right. Just like. Yeah. And it, exactly. And it's interesting yeah. too, because I look at like the thing that I thought I was going to be when I first moved out here. And then I look at the people that I know that have that. I'm way happier than the thing that I thought I was supposed to do too. You know of what I mean? Course. Where I see and I'm like, oh, I have more control. I have more fun. Like I have more freedom to do things too. So it's right, like right. the path that you're supposed to, if you continue just to be genuine, the path that you're supposed to find will find you, I think. Exactly. And there, yeah, there are so, yeah, there's so many new ways to express yourself mm -hmm. and to be, um, to be like comedy adjacent kind of. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I've done stand up like three times in my life and two of them were a disaster and one was an accident. <laughs> and, and like, and I, and I, so, so like growing up, I was like, that is how you, that's, that is what comedy is, mm -hmm. is you get up and you do your setups and your punchlines and all that kind of thing. And it's like, you actually, like, that is not for me. I have so much respect for people who can do it well, but I don't, that's not for me. And that's okay. Like, oh, yeah. because I can kind of get, you know, a viewpoint out in other in other ways. If you could tell yeah, more like people that day, we would love that. Well, That's the other thing is like, the world doesn't need another stand-up comedian, especially one who's like ambivalent about I it. Think like, that, you know what I mean? And you know, comedy now is guys saying what they can't say on stage right. and being sad about it. That's comedy yeah. now. So yeah. it's gone That's from being funny on stage dumb. to talking about what you can't be funny about on stage. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That John, John Cleese, John Cleese like tweeted some weird, I don't know. There's just so, yeah. no, not yes, John Cleese. Like, yeah. It was going to happen. Oh, he's, he's old. He doesn't, He's I being know. told bad things on the internet. <laughs> it just yeah. made no sense. It's just like so nonsensical half the time too. Like there is that Jim Brewer clip that came out and it's just literally nonsense coming out yeah. of his mouth. Like <laughs> utter literal like literal nonsense. Like barking and and baaing and groaning. Yeah. Like literal barn noises. Yes, like goat boy but making less sense than the character But making goat boy. less sense. Yeah, that didn't make any goddamn sense at all. And it's like I mean I don't I don't know that Jim Brewer can I don't think he has the luxury of shutting up. Like that's a dude who's got to he's got right. to fucking work that road. Mm -hmm. But like mm -hmm. John Cleese. Yeah. 
God yeah. damn. Yeah, you, you can, can just be quiet. Not You're have a Twitter, old John and rich. You can hang out in Montecito. You're done, yes. sir. Yes. Can, can, rich, can rich people learn how to be rich correctly? It's infuriating. Yes. I know. Elon Go. Musk, get Live off on the an internet. Yeah. What are you doing? Go. Drink yeah. a martini yeah. on a it's beach. crazy. What do you get? What do you get for expressing a shitty opinion online? You know, what do you get? You don't get nothing nothing good comes to you well i think if you're someone like them you get your i mean it's that weird freedom of whenever i watch shark tank i feel like this because like they're brutally honest a lot of the time and i'm like oh like you have so much money you can afford to just say whatever the fuck you want and that's what they get there is no consequence there's no consequence for fucking elon musk or john cleese you know I mean, I I actually think there's kind of the same consequence for everyone and complaining about it is so juvenile. Like, yeah, everyone can say what they want and everyone does face consequences for it. That's how the world works. Yeah. You might get criticized if you say something idiotic. Right. That's just how society works. Literally, I cannot think like when when I ask the very simple follow up question of who's actually been canceled. Nobody. (laughs) No one has an answer. Answer it. Nobody Nobody can answer it. I've never gotten an answer. answer. Yeah. And then and then you give them you give them a full five minutes and then you say the Dixie Chicks. You know what I mean? Right. You say right. Kathy Griffin. No. You say, you know, like it's there like plenty of people have like faced real bad consequences. Hmm. Um, but women it's none of the people that people think they're <laughs> women and minorities. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Well, and the lack of distinction between cancellation and like this person committed a violent crime and is now being like removed from possible <laughs> right victims. Yes. right that's not cancellation that's <laughs> mm-hmm. just like a safety that's issue. like that is a sa- yeah there's yeah, yeah there's a reason this is happening yeah uh it absolutely drives me nuts and i can't i just it just john if there's never been a person in the world better positioned to shutting the fuck up than John Cleese. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he just won't do it yeah. is, uh, is, is well, uh, vexing. To be fair, his grandkids might suck real bad. So <laughs> they might. Mm. They might. They could. Who, knows? Who knows? I would. I absolutely so did, would. So, Dave, tell us did sudden impact get yes. canceled? Is that what happened? Is that the- <laughs> they got canceled. The first, ba- the first band to ever get canceled. Yeah. Okay. So, honestly. Yeah. No, I mean, what, what, befell them in their in their very much longer than you would think uh adventures in the music industry is is wild it's mm. it's um it is a story of being in the wrong place at the wrong time uh over and over wow in, in a way that's like really heartbreaking um and we have yeah we're, we're up to episode five now where i've made contact with one of them and oh cool um, and there's 10 yeah, there's 10 total going. Right? 10 episodes. Yeah, 10 yeah. episodes total. Um, yeah. Which you can get all, all on Stitcher Premium. If you're a Stitcher Premium subscriber, you can binge it. I feel like that's too much of my voice uh, for <laughs> one sitting. But, you know, okay, make well, your own choices well, in life. We're going to take a break and you can binge some more of Dave's voice in a second, Great. everybody. Wee! It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And we're here with Dave. Hello. Hi. Okay, we're going to play a game and ask you some questions, which means you get to hear one of our amazing theme songs. Let's do it. What? Oh, yeah. Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Why? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Dave, could we get a TRL style intro for that theme song. Oh, wow, on the spot. It's called Who, okay. What, wow. When, Where, Why. Yeah, obviously. yeah, I, th- I figured that part out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's the uh, what's the what's the artist? Would it be by Lady to Lady? I, by Lady to Lady. Yeah, I say by Lady to Lady. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Viewers are really loving this one. It's in at number seven today. It's Lady to Lady. Who, what, where, when, why? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Let me do. Let me that do another thing. Let me do, amazing. Let me do another thing. Let me do another thing. Um. I'm David. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and I, I voted for Who, What, Where, When, Why by Lady to Lady because they have a lot of questions, and so do I. Woo! Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. It felt like I was there. This is amazing. Thank Great. you. Yeah. Great. Thank that you. felt amazing. Wow. I also so want to shout out our listener, Sage, who I who I hung out with at the Britney Freedom Party on Friday, who repeatedly sang this song to me, and I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, right. He did? Right. <laughs> That's so, so funny. We didn't even, we didn't even talk about the Britney Freedom That's Party. So funny. What the Britney Freedom Party, yeah. Dave? Was it, like? it was the stuff of dreams. I bet it, it was. was a perfect night. We took over a sports bar on Sunset Boulevard, a two-story Ooh. sports bar, and turned it Mwah. into a yeah. packed Britney bar. We had which one? Uh, it was the Naughty Pig. It's called on the Sunset. Naughty Pig. I hadn't, I wasn't, I hadn't Never heard, heard of, of it before. It um, but it was perfect. Yeah, they have an upstairs with these low ceilings. They've got like Rolling Stones covers all over the. All over the uh, the walls, ceiling, and then they've got uh-huh. a giant picture of that naked Burt Reynolds like oh, cool. co- pose. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we know mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. right up my <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we hung up like we decorated with floral everything. We had like little white twinkly lights everywhere. We had uh, pink wigs for the table. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> we had we had a photo area where we didn't even know after they announced the news that that Brittany was freed. Uh, she tweeted the video of the crowd celebrating outside the courthouse and she was like, I'm going to be crying all day. I have the best fans ever. And she tweeted hashtag freed Britney. Yeah. And we had already bought balloons that said hashtag freed wow. Britney. Wow. We were like, My if she doesn't get free, we'll just take the D off for the party. <laughs> but she tweeted shit, that and we were like, holy yeah. shit. So yeah, we had a great yeah, backdrop with that. Wow. It was just hundreds of ecstatic people who all just wanted to sing drink and dance to Britney Spears all night long. It was, it was just a bunch of people who were like with their tribe yeah. on the happiest of nights. Mm-hmm. It was pure joy. Wow. It was just amazing. Did amazing. any Eagles fans yeah. roll in just like, uh, uh, yeah, towards the it. end of the night, because we were do- it was just Britney yeah. fans. I mean, there was a line yeah. to get in, and we should say Babs and I hosted this party. I think it's the best party we've yeah, ever. Yeah, we crushed wow. it. It was definitely. It. Yeah, we really. I'm not even going to be humble. Like we crushed yeah. it. Yeah, uh, no, it sounds like it. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> there was a line outside to get in, but towards the end of the night, like normies were coming in, and I laughed my ass off because one guy stumbled upstairs. I'm talking. We had Britney on every mm. monitor, only playing Britney. People are wearing pink wigs. People are dressed as Britney, and this guy goes. What kind of party? <laughs> oh, come on, come on! Splash some water on your face. Look around. Yeah, yeah. No, I was. We were very proud because you know we love to throw a rager. Obviously, we associate Britney with a lot of fun 
party memories and it was so great because it was like oh my god she you know we can play her music and she's going to get that money from you know Mm -hmm. the fucking 0.2 cents that playing a song on spotify gets you but still Mm -hmm. it's going to her no one else well Mm -hmm. and i'd imagine Mm -hmm. like feeling to be able to freely enjoy them again for a second yes (laughs) yes it was it was all like a release of just like years of you know work and exhaustion and just like being gaslit and it was really nice yeah it's wild it's absolutely wild and just people and from yeah. all over have, the country like came out yeah. yeah to have seen like what you created and what it turned into and what it accomplished is like that i mean i don't even know if you're able to conceive of it no. but it's it's <laughs> awesome we're not i'm not yeah it's like it's too big of a sandwich to eat really but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But it's cool still. Like, I can recognize that it's cool, but I don't think I'll ever be able to really wrap my yeah. head around it and internalize it. Yeah. Well, it's, but what it's a fucking exciting video. to watch. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thank you. It was dope. So I'm I'm glad we're uh, – I just – it's like it's just such a sigh of relief to be like, oh, thank God, like something. And I feel lucky as people – you know, I'm sure obviously there's people who are activists and work towards a cause and like don't ever see, you know – results and just like actually seeing uh-huh. a result was like jesus christ that mm-hmm. feels good yeah yeah <laughs> well and it's also like hopefully this Ooh. can be precedent for other people in similar situations too and totally like that's, you know mm-hmm. it's a yeah, gift no, that keeps on had, giving at the rally they right. had people who speak whose you know families were in conservatorships and stuff like that so i think i think the um the fan base is definitely going to keep you know trying to help other people which is nice too yeah yeah for sure uh, all right. Now let's get okay, into Dave. our. Let's ask you our some questions. Questions. Okay. There's no wrong answers here. Okay. 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 Who is your all-time favorite boy band member? All-time favorite boy band member. Um, he, I'm not just saying this because he is involved in Waiting for Impact, the Dave Holmes Passion Project. Um, <laughs> because he already was my favorite, but Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. Oh, he's oh. so great. There are so many reasons why he is unquestionably the best. He's very funny. Um, he has he is he was an adorable kid he's an absolutely gorgeous middle-aged man he was my favorite joey um, was my he was yeah, mine too yeah because he was closest in age to me because they were okay. all like men and he was like a boy he was like a little boy right. yeah. i was pretty young yeah so i remember being like oh, yeah wait, i choose yeah I choose that one yeah yeah he's he's just he's great and he has such a good like point of view on the whole thing i love that he like you know went off off broadway mm-hmm. you know after after the 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 new kids thing fell apart and he did tick tick boom oh, off broadway cool. Oh, cool. um which cool. was amazing and i saw his performance and he's just yeah, I don't know, he's just he's just a, an actual cool guy yeah he's like not like lot. what it's so because new kids i know they kind of came back but they're not doing that anymore right yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. they are. They're going oh, off wow. on tour next oh, year. Amazing. Oh, yeah, oh, with uh, with En Vogue, Salt and Pepper, and <gasps> Rick Astley. <gasps> oh my God, that oh. is. Um, they're playing the Staples Center. They're playing the Staples Center. And God. having seen having seen now two of their uh, reunion tours, um, I can tell you it is just uh, just wild. It's they're so they're really fun. You know every song. They the the group has like a sense of humor about themselves that they didn't really have the first time around and it's just it's just a wild party of people who are like 
pretty much exactly your age That's and fun. have the same feeling about that music. Yeah, I, yeah we, he's I, great. Anyone who has a good sense of humor about themselves, we, me and Brandy fell in love with Mark McGrath when we saw him at a concert because he was yeah. so self-deprecating and just like yeah. in a really funny way that we're like, all right, you get it, you know. Yeah. That'll yeah, definitely make yeah. you yeah. like yeah. He kept being like, this next That's- hit is from 1992. <laughs> who talks about their hits from 1992? And he said that multiple <laughs> yeah. times. And he also kept being like, I'm 50. What the hell is the matter with me? It was really, yeah. it was very endearing. <laughs> he, yeah, totally. He gets, he kind of gets it. Mm-hmm. He He's a really interesting one too. Cause like, if you see pictures of him, as like a teenager, mm-hmm. he was like an Orange County or San Diego, like kind of posh kid. Yeah. So like oh, funny. He, he's, you know, one the one flap of a butterfly's wings away from being like a, you know, day trader yes. in <laughs> Laguna Beach or whatever. And you can feel it for sure. You can kind of it's feel it. Yeah. Do, do they come out of the womb with the frosted tips in Orange County? I they might. So. I think they do. Yeah. They just might. It's part yeah. of the yeah. circumcision process, actually. Mm. Just, like, did frosted tips snip. like mm-hmm. sort of try to come back for a second? I the think tips they like the tips. maybe did, but yeah. <laughs> say what? I have frosted to say, tips coming back? I think they like frosted sort of did for a moment, but then everyone was like, "That's ah, not going to keep." I could see yeah, Gen no. Z pulling it off. Probably. Am I the only one that it worked on? No, it worked. I was oh, such a sucker. You, it my worked. sophomore, my <laughs> sophomore prom photo with with the cool kid <laughs> with frosted tips. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. I'm okay. Dating my first blonde now. And he's mostly gray, so. <laughs> mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, Dave. Yes. What is your ideal day in L.A.? Ooh, my ideal day in L.A. Uh, it is probably a, um, okay, a thing that we have um, started doing since lockdown is uh, a friend of mine uh, put this, like, invented this Frisbee game. Mm-hmm. that's a little bit like horseshoes it's sort of like you it's two teams of two people and you each throw a frisbee and try to knock a beer can off a ski pole from like 40 yards away oh, fun. and okay. and so and you always have to have a can of beer in your hand and whatever and it's just this dumb it feels like a fraternity boy game but it was like a uh a safe way to be social during lockdown mm-hmm. because oh, the fun. nature of frisbee is that you have to be far away mm-hmm. from the person that you're playing with um, so that was just like, that was a fun way to be around friends and to introduce yourself to new people and do all the social stuff that, uh, that like we didn't get to do for a while. And I, uh, it went away for a little bit, but I think it's coming back. That is definitely a part of my ideal Saturday nice. in Griffith yeah. park, table full of snacks, uh, some nice local beers in cans, mm-hmm. um, a shady area, uh, a distant quinceanera. Yes. Um, oh, I love you know, that. the smell, the smell of a grill. And then uh, if it's a particularly hot day, back to the house uh, to uh, to swim in the pool. Mm. Uh, we will then, as the sun goes down, is another thing that came about during lockdown. Uh, people will gather in our backyard. I will start a collaborative YouTube playlist oh, and send everyone the link. And so we just all take turns choosing old videos or comedy sketches or commercials or live performances or whatever. Aww. And it becomes this group mind activity that's delightful. Um, and then in bed at 9 p.m. 
I love that. <laughs> mm. I that's so fun. It's always like because when a party turns into a YouTube party, that's so fun. But I didn't think about doing the collaborative playlist. That makes it so easy. Yeah. So you're not kind of like yeah. hunting around for everyone's thing. Yeah. Or on the same it's always phone. a really yeah. fun trust fall with your friends to be like, let's all pick YouTube videos and see what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, let's what's see what this like, takes us. Number one go to when you're doing that. Like, what's when, the, okay. what's your first um, number one go to is uh, a couple things. Um, like non-music division, mm-hmm. uh, there's a video. I don't know if you've seen it, but there it, it's a it's a local commercial from um, Rhode Island, somewhere in Rhode Island, and yeah. it's uh, it's a curtain store. And you know how like in local commercials, they're like, you know, they they it's a montage of a few people saying things like, and the prices can't be beat, yeah. or it's worth the trip, or whatever. So they bring this woman in to do a quick soundbite. And she's just she's she's so passionate about curtains that she can't do it. She can't. She will not. She like won't be held to a three second soundbite. She's she's just like she's like uh, I, I. There are so many 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 windows in my house, and to brighten it up for spring and summer, I didn't know what to do. And I came in and I said, "Look what you've got here." And I I had to I had to do the whole house. And I tell you one thing: it's a good thing I don't work here because my paycheck would be on every one of these beautiful beautiful curtains. And she goes on oh for gosh. like five. Solid minutes, and there's oh like gosh. it's it. There is no edit point whatsoever. It's it's truly oh, it's. I love, I love it so much. <laughs> so I always want people to see that. And then um, okay, and then the video that we came back to most, the music video that we came back to most is um, okay. Nick Hayward, mm-hmm. who was the lead singer of Haircut 100 and then went solo, has a song called "On a Sunday" from 1984 or five. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't know why it always comes up, but it always comes up. I haven't seen um, it. It's so great, and he's adorable, and it's in the videos like dumb and low budget, and yeah. I I don't know why, but it's like it it always comes up at least once a night. It's very strange. And Ben and I are like at the beginning of every night, the only ones who have ever heard it before. But then right. people are like, what Let's what is that? So yeah, yeah, those are the those are the I ones. I feel like I it's raining that. men. The it's raining men music mm. video is one of my go tos. That's a good. Yeah. That's solid. Really bad green screen. Obviously, one of the best songs yes. ever. But just like and such a good party yeah, such song. a good party yeah. song. Great a really song. bad funny green screen where they like jump out of the window with umbrellas and then there's men <laughs> hiding behind like yeah. buildings oh. and it's it's great. And so ahead it. of its time, absolutely soaking wet. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's so fucking good. My favorite part in that song is uh, like um, in the verse part, like. One is doing the lead and the other one is like doing sort of ad libs yeah. in the background. Um, like, you know, humidity is rising. Right. Ooh, rising, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's one of, one of the ad libs uh, is the, the vocal goes, according to our sources. And what the sor- ad lib is, what sources now? <laughs> Like, yes. why? She wants citations. She wants a bibliography. My, I, I don't know. It's just so strange. Like, suddenly she doesn't believe it. But then she's right back to believing my, it. My favorite part of that song is they go like, God bless Mother Nature. She's a single woman, too. It's like, yes. yes. Like, the damn, is so good. even Mother Nature sings. Like, uh, yeah. you can't catch a break out here. I love it. My my go to music is uh, or I don't know if this is music. I guess it's music and theater. But Jennifer Holiday, Tony Performance, Dreamgirls, nineteen eighty two. So good. Woo! So Woo! good. She's just. It's like twenty minutes long. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and she, just that song is so. I think it's the best acting 
I've ever seen. Yeah. But it's being sung. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. it's the most impressive combination of acting and singing. And it, like, makes my heart race. Like, she's acting so well that I can't sit down. <laughs> Having, like, yeah. doing that eight times a week live. Oh can you imagine? Oh, my God. No. Um, on the Tony's, on the Tony's tip, um, Turkey Lurkey Time from um, Promises Promises. Look it up. Oh, I, you know okay. what? Right. Don't bother. I will tips. send. We're I will email you own. all will of you these really? videos. These yes, links. let's get these links. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild. And it is a uh, yeah. It's crazy. We've definitely been known. Also, our friend Eric Dorian, but favorite Whitney Houston singing the national anthem. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. works its way yeah, in sure. often. You, you well, must sure. stand up. It's you, you yeah. have to. You have to. Yeah. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Okay. I am. I'm literally writing these down so I don't, okay. I don't forget. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, yeah. So there you go, Dave. Where were you yes. when you first watched MTV? I was probably visiting an older brother in college. Mm. Um. Yeah, because it came out in 81 and both of my brothers would have been in college by then I was 10 and we didn't get cable until like 84. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like a kid down the street got it. And, and I had, I had the Magnavox Odyssey video game system and he had cable. So we would do like a swap. <laughs> yeah. He could come and play video games. And then I, then I was like, this has been 60 minutes. I now you owe me 60 <laughs> minutes of MTV at your house. But I think I, <laughs> I think before that I think before that it was in one of my brother's uh, fraternity houses. Nice. Um, and the video I remember seeing was I I eat cannibal by Toto Coelho. <laughs> oh, nice. I'll also send you that one. Yes, hell yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's neon. It's it it's nonsense. It's uh, it's everything you. Oh want. Oh my god, neon and nonsense. That sounds That's amazing. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, what was that like being a ten year old in a frat house? It was safe. I mean, it wasn't, I, you know, it was probably at like seven o'clock, you yeah. know, and my parents and I went and saw it and whatever right. and then left and, you know, whatever happened, happened. But yeah, no, I did get to go to a lot of like tailgate parties and, cool. you know, sort of early parts of fraternity parties and like sip a bush beer, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which cool. I was like, I will, that's disgusting and I'll never acquire the taste for it. Um, <laughs> it's proven wrong. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was fun and interesting, but also like, um, uh, although my brothers are nice and their fraternity brothers were not, only one was in a fraternity. Um, it's it, it did create uh, a weird idea of what boys are and how they behave mm. and what they do yeah that i'm still mm. in the year 2021 <laughs> like having like, to examine i must and, have a musty you know. towel in my bathroom at all times yes yeah. yes exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly if something's not moldy, um, am i even a man yeah <laughs> yeah no chicks yeah. unless they're wearing a toga yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i remember years later after after the brother who was in a fraternity graduated mm-hmm. uh we went back to that school because a cousin was graduating or something and i was probably like 15 ish by now mm-hmm. And he saw one of his old fraternity brothers and like, and they hugged. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, guys can hug. Oh. Like that's, I like, I just, in that moment, I was like, I didn't, I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know you could do that. I thought it was just firm handshakes and nothing else. Okay. Duly noted. (laughs) Guys can hug. Now And then, you know, I wouldn't do it again for, you know, years and years, but yeah, yeah, it's strange. Like that many boys and that concentrated sort of, group masculinity 
is like just creates a, a weird energy that I think I thought was what it was to be a boy. And it's not. Well, then yeah. also that combined with like the recklessness of all young people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah totally. Just what a powder mm-hmm. cake. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Total. Yeah. No, no. Uh, their frontal lobes haven't fully formed yet. And, you know, and you get in fights and yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. I, I almost think that maybe we should stop putting so much pressure on people to go to college. And like, if you want, oh you can just go live in a house with a bunch yeah, of people. That, yes. that would accomplish the tuition. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. You'd learn quite a bit. I, yeah. I flushed my college career down the toilet. Like just like trying to be a normal boy and also trying to have a normal um, like field of study and career afterwards and whatever. And it's like, I, you know, I feel like I wasted a lot of my parents' money and, and, um, you know, it was good for networking, but yeah, you can do that just by like living in an apartment complex yeah. with a bunch of young people. Yeah. I, you yeah. could do that by being a vine person at the place on vine. <laughs> right. Right. Probably. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure they've learned a lot of life lessons. I hope. <laughs> I bet they have. I bet they That's have. the main thing I think when I see those kids, they yeah. are learning. Yeah. They're learning. They're learning. Mm-hmm. They're nimble. <laughs> um, okay. All right, guys, we're going to go put a playlist together okay. and we will be our B. Everybody, we're back. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. I'm Dave. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. And uh, we got another hot. We got another hot number coming up. Dave, do you want to um, mm-hmm. introduce this? Well, coming in at number eight this week, their follow up to who, what, where, when, why. It's Lady to Lady. They are back. Let's take a look at Lady Problems. <laughs> <laughs> Just that beginning after that. <laughs> lady, lady Problems. Lady problems. Do you have them? Lady problems. Do you have them? People have them. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> God, a fake out at the end. That's right. Something to think Always about. Kind good. of a craftwork sound palette. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Do you see us staying on the charts with that one? Do you think it has more staying? Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. I got to yeah, say, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. disappointed. We're only a seven and eight, guys. We got some work to do. We're either about to go yeah, up no. or fall off. That's the thing. I want to leave you with plenty, plenty of runway. Thank right. you. Know you. I mean? Thank you. Yeah. Plus, there was always like the Britney X Tina corn. They always were like top three. Like you weren't going to crack mm-hmm. that. That's true. Well, there That's was very true. there was that one campaign. I remember getting like an AOL email address about it. If everybody voted for like the right stuff, like five years yes, after it came that was out, a thing. and then it like it shot, I got to like number two or something. I th- I think it did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a whole thing and and we kind of knew about it mm-hmm. and we couldn't really <laughs> deny it, but we also were like, well, we don't want people just doing this all the time. Well, right. but you know right. I mean? they taught me the power of voting um, as a young child. Um, there you go. I was like, oh, my vote there matters. And then go. I grew up and, you know, yeah. but, you know, at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so wait, did you guys play right stuff? We did. Yeah. We did. I oh, think I, I think it I think was I number two. That. I think, I remember I think that you're right that it was number two. Yeah. yeah, I felt my power as a child. It was great. I was like, ah, oh, we're. Oh, that was like great. the uh, the OG GameStop. Yeah, exactly. A little bit. A it little for bit. sure had that vibe to it. I was like, I made the TV man say probably the same people doing it. People trying to play it though like what had happened where they were just like i think it was just to flex their power just to flex right, yeah. just to be like let's see if if these things are actually based on right. real votes exactly. or whether it's all a scam or what and yeah and it 
kind of worked. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember being <laughs> extreme. I remember, I think it was Carson that, that did it. And I remember being like, number two, like being like. <laughs> I actually, no, it was me. Oh, it was you? It was me. Yeah. And I, I don't, here's the thing. I don't remember it at all. But somebody a year or two ago mm-hmm. uh, was doing like a, a radio show about it mm-hmm. and uh, and wanted to interview me. And I was like, I don't think that was me. And he was like, yeah, it was you. And then he sent me the video because I think it's on YouTube. Yeah. And and I was watching it and I was like, okay, yeah, zero recollection That's of this so at all. But I but I from that experience, I know it was me. And I felt very bad because this guy really wanted like the inside story, and I was like, I don't know. I don't remember this at all. Oh my know. god, I have the worst memory ever. And you know, we've all yeah been on camera, yeah. said a million things into a microphone, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I hey. as soon as it's out there, it's gone, baby. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and especially like during that time like for oh my me God. everything was so weird mm-hmm. and so much of it was live and it was great for my ADHD because there were a billion things going on yeah. but it was not very good for forming long-term memories <laughs> so so I like I have this soft brain that was not able to like retain anything <laughs> yeah. and some of it still exists and every now and then somebody will post something to YouTube and like you know tag me in it or whatever and I'll be like oh okay no there's that guy who is me yeah but I <laughs> yeah I think it's really hard to form long-term memories when you're doing any kind of live performance. I think so too. Yeah, I think that's true. too many other parts of your brain are in use. Like you're trying to be in the moment, but also think what you're doing Mm -hmm. next, but be aware of the audience and the camera and all that. Mm -hmm. I just don't think your brain has the real estate to retain that. No, No, it really, you're in like a black hole, a very specific like zone at that point. Yeah, Yeah, you're running 10 different programs at once and like the save button is not, you don't have the RAM for it. (laughs) It doesn't. Yeah, no, can't do it. Can't do it. Well, we're going to do lady problems. If you want to send us one, you can can write to us at ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com. You can also give us a call at 323-6-BUT-30. Here is our first one. Hi, ladies. I am calling with my um, lady problem. I am 26 years old. My boyfriend of three years broke up with me unexpectedly two weeks ago. We weren't having any issues, no fighting, no nothing sex life was great still saying i love you all of those things we were actually two days before that planning a vacation um and so i was very much blindsided by the breakup and the reason it happened was because he's going through some mental health things and he's getting therapy um which i'm i'm happy that he's doing that and I, I am as well because we, we did live together. So the shift from him moving out so abruptly has been really, it's been really hard for me. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm just wondering like your advice. If you are with someone, you both still have love for each other, but there's some mental health stuff kind of in the way. Should I? keep trying to maintain communication with him like while he goes through this or should I just really focus on myself and not contact him at all and just really be sad in all of this and try to move on thanks bye oh hmm. I'm sorry I mean just yeah, like me that fucking yeah. sucks just straight yeah. off the bat yeah yeah it's <sighs> very hard it's the worst. Uh, I lean toward uh, no contact. Yeah. 
And it's probably mm-hmm. the safest thing um, for for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, it sounds a little bit like, you know, um, I, don't, I don't know what specific thing he's dealing with mental health wise, but sometimes when people are facing a challenge that way, they just really need to be alone. Mm-hmm. And, and he must, you know, it's, it's possible that he just kind of realized how much, um, how much he needed just fully to be alone and not to, to think about anybody else's needs or, or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, which is still hard and it's still heartbreaking and, you know, and all that, but yeah, for your own, yeah, I think for your own health, maybe take a step back. Yeah, I also feel like when you stay in contact with someone in a situation like this, it kind of like makes it hard for you to be all the way sad about it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like need to let yourself be all the way sad about it Yeah, in order to like get to the other side of it. Right. Like this is a disgusting analogy um, and I'm <laughs> sorry, but as <laughs> Dave, I know you're a runner too, but mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes you're like going to lose a toenail. Mm-hmm. And it's just like dangling by the corner mm-hmm. and, you just, <laughs> and you're like, I don't want to rip this toenail off. So you just leave that like half formed toenail on your toe. Just rip off the toenail. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, I like that most people would use the bandaid analogy, but Tesco's yeah. full toenail. A full toenail. Perfect. Full toenail. Yeah. Well, because bandaid doesn't convey the pain as much as ripping out right, one of your toenails. Right. Your own toenails. Now, yeah, that was a thing that I had heard about marathon running. And I was like, well, that sounds awful. And it does happen, and it is, but it's not. It's not as bad as you think. It's not as bad. As it's you really think. not. No, yeah, back. much, much like um, most breakups. Once you get on the other side of them, like they really suck in that exactly. moment. But once you get you get there, you look back and you know you're like, oh, okay, I, I made yeah. it through. Like Tessa, it's yeah. you know, I think obviously it's probably going to be impossible. You know, I don't know what you guys are at with like he might still have stuff there or like you know it's hard when you have combined your lives to completely. Mm-hmm cut it off or whatever but it mm-hmm. will just elongate the suffering yeah. and the breakup process yeah. and all that if you kind of keep in contact a lot so mm-hmm. i would try to keep it to like the necessities if you have to and you mm-hmm. know if he is trying to hit you up a bunch then that's kind of unfair yeah. to you also he's trying to have the, you know the best of both worlds type yeah. thing so yeah i mean unfortunately i think like like they said it sounds like he it's something that he does need to he realized mm-hmm. he needs to go through on his own and it really sucks, but yeah. it's also nice. It's also good of him to yes. to know that he doesn't want to put you through that. You know, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, I, yeah, I fully, yeah. If 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 he's going through all of this stuff, like it's like, and he can only be there for himself. If you were in a relationship with him and he does not have anything for you, that's gonna feel even worse than him. You know, being like, hey, I, I'm, I'm, he's mm-hmm. releasing you to to go have a life that you deserve you know he knew that like as yeah. he's working through things he's not the partner that you deserve and should have right now you know yeah and that's you know a nice gift yeah it is and, and also like when you do keep in contact this is a mistake i made in my first few relationships mm-hmm. where i would you know the the guy would break up with me and I'd be like, but let's let's still be friends because we have, you know, we have such a good thing and whatever. And then it's just like, well, then I'm still in the relationship and he's not. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I'm still exactly. I'm still kind of waiting for the phone to ring and I'm still kind of, you know, loving hanging out. Mm-hmm. And like and then sometimes you hook up and it's just it's like, no, Ugh, you're not you're not out. free. You're not free yeah. in that moment. You're you know, I have met so few people who have successfully truly maintained friendship with exes. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. it happens periodically but yeah. it's almost always messy yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really good friends with two exes, but they also live thousands of miles away, and we also weren't friends for a while afterwards. And like, and you were pretty young yeah, when you was dated young them, when I dated right? them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think immediately being friends afterwards yeah. is pretty much like a non-negotiable. It's not, yeah, happening. You know, usually. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I think like you know yeah. you just gotta give just be basic as fuck right now. Give in to being sad, like grieve. You know, mm-hmm. eat what you want, hang out with your friends, cry, like watch sappy movies. I think just lean into the part where it's like, this fucking sucks. I'm going to allow myself to feel shitty about it. And mm-hmm. then one day you're going to wake up and you're going to feel a little bit less shitty. Yeah. And then, you know, it's exactly. going to get increasingly better. Plan a vacation yeah. with a friend if you can. Like go go mm-hmm. go out of town and I, if, if you can like get out of that house for a minute with a couple of friends yeah. and just be in a different space, I think that'll... Not not right now necessarily immediately, but soon. I think that'll help a lot. Yeah. Too. Getting out of Definitely. your space that you shared with him. I mean, that's like really hard. You're just haunted by like memories. That's that's very yeah. tough. Yeah. I'm glad that yeah. he moved I'm yeah. glad that he moved out. I'm glad that this isn't like a prolonged mm-hmm. breakup yeah, situation. That's, that's, that helps. Yeah. And this is also like once um once you're ready to, you know, to date again or whatever mm-hmm. what a great time what a great time in human history to like re-enter society yeah everyone will be doing it at the same time mm-hmm. you know what i mean we'll all everyone's coming back from their junior year abroad everything is you know everyone's got new habits and <laughs> and new weird things and, and you know shit they forgot how to do and yes, whatever it's going to be like a it's going to be an interesting dating landscape in a few months once people are fully back at it yeah. and it's a great time to be uh sad about a relationship that didn't work out yeah. because apparently this uh Taylor Swift record uh, has a lot of wisdom and stuff on it. Uh, There's a new Adele record that's about to come out. There's just like it's your your soundtrack really could not be better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really exciting time for sad music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Huge. And I think like, you know, I've through a lot of my like serious relationships, I always thought like I I always thought, well, maybe someday, you know, the timing will be right or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I haven't really gone back with with anybody who I thought that about. But it did help me at the time, I think, to just be like, well, we obviously have something. The timing's not right. Maybe someday. Mm -hmm. And eventually I reached like, well, you know what? That isn't like, actually, Mm -hmm. I found someone who fits me more, whatever it is. But I think you don't have to think like I wouldn't obviously hang on to anything right now. But, you know, right. sometimes, yeah, you people mm-hmm. take their time apart and eventually come back together and like you never know. So if you guys right. are meant to be together, it will happen eventually. But I think, yeah, just yeah. like you said, concentrating on yourself is kind of the best. Yeah. Call. yeah. You can both get stronger mm-hmm. separately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to say also, like, the abruptness of, it, of this all is there does not mean that there is anything inherently wrong with you. This is just the way it happened, no. and this is just the way that this particular relationship ended, and that does not ne- mean that others will end that way as well, you know? Mm-hmm. No, but I do think, you know, like, when you're in a really bad relationship, on some level, you do see the breakup mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. It's on hard when you, it's, it's out of always, nowhere. It's hard when, it's, when you've got to suffer, mm-hmm. like, suffer the duel, like, the sadness of the breakup, and then, like, the whiplash mm-hmm. yeah. of the surprise of it yeah. all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, even be, like, more caring to yes. yourself, and yeah, like, just, like, it's kind of fun to have an excuse to eat ice cream for dinner and just like mm, listen exactly. to sad music and take long mm-hmm. naps. Yeah. 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 Sweatpants. What are <laughs> what are the things that annoyed him that you did in the house? You get to do all of that shit now. You know? All of them. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 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 
I'm I feel good about her uh yeah. her future. Me too. This yeah. this present is uh is a fucking bummer, but do you get through them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got this. We love you. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get even a hotter boyfriend and then someday you'll be walking down the street <laughs> and you'll see him and be like, "Oh, I don't even remember you." Motherfucker, bye. I would love to come up to someone randomly and just say, I don't even remember you. They haven't said anything to me. Yeah. Yes. Just a stranger really destabilized their whole whole thing. That's a really good way to fuck with somebody. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Oh, my gosh. So good. Oh man! Well, should we do another one, or you guys? What do you think? I mean, we think we're good. Or do we have a short one? We can do a short one. Yeah, that's fine. Do one more. Is there a short one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hi, ladies. My name is Sherry, and uh, guess I'm a new listener transplant from the Exactly Right Network. Um, so my lady problem is, I've been dating this girl for, I guess, just over a year, and both of our leases expire in February. Like, logically, in my brain, we should, you know, move in together and save money and do all that stuff. But some background, she was with a guy for 10 years, um, like, married to him for two, and it it didn't end well. And, like, I'm her first, I guess, (laughs) woman partner, and she's, like, really worried about losing herself and really wants to spend some time living alone, which I totally get. But, oh, man, rent is so, (laughs) so high. Um, but I don't want rent to be like the reason that we move in together. Cause I do, I do love her and I, I do think she loves me, but I just, I don't know how to approach it or if I should, or if I should just like give it another year. I don't know. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm 33, she's 32. I mean, we're not, we're not old, but we're not young either. So I don't know. I guess I would be interested in your advice. Uh, thanks so much. Love you guys. I mean, okay, so they've been dating a little over a year, she said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, I don't know. I personally don't think that there's any problem with casually talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, but also it sounds like she maybe still wants to be in her own. And, yeah, you might yeah. just have to wait wait it out for another year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as, you know, me and my boyfriend, he got out of a 14-year marriage, and I got out of an eight-and-a-half-year relationship. And, like, I we both cherish our separate spaces so much after having been in such long-term things that it's like Mm -hmm. hey i love you we've like talked you know very casually about you know the idea of in the future maybe living together but it's also like that is so far off i think because we we i think both rushed into our last things kind of for a similar reasons i mean monetarily for sure and like um Mm. just if you can ha- hold on to your space separately after such a long thing, I think it is so important to give yourself that space to find yourself. And cause like right. you know, when, when a partner does move in it, like it, it does change a lot of things. A lot of the little freedoms that like you have without one, I think, you know, go away. Your end of the state of your relationship changes too, because you go from your um, making very like, okay, we're going to have a date and we're going to meeting here. And like, you are my plan a tonight versus, ah, we're both home. I guess we're, you know, it, it, you have to become a lot more like, um, mindful, I think, of of continuing to place yourself first. And I think, like, when you've been in a long-term thing, you can get a little mm. uh, shy of, like, I don't want somebody to just, like, be around all the time that I love. The mystery is, like, nice to hold on to for as long as possible. Yeah. In my experience, at least. Yeah, and, and when you, yeah, uh, uh, I guess uh, uh, 
this woman was in a 10-year relationship mm -hmm. before. So if she's yeah. early 30s, that was early 20s. Mm -hmm. And you like, you know, you uh, much of that time must have been shaped by that relationship yeah. and by that like pairing. And, you know, you lose a lot of yourself in mm -hmm. relationships of that length. And then when they're over, you have to kind of find yourself again. And it's a lot easier to do that when you live alone. Mm -hmm. Also, um, I it kept coming back to rent. Mm -hmm. So even for our caller, I feel like I feel like even she is like this might be premature. Mm -hmm. Like the, the the idea of rent kept coming up, and of yeah. course that is a huge consideration because it is too damn high. Mm -hmm. However, uh, that should not be the reason uh, that you move in with somebody because you know it, it, you'll it might it, it's harder for it to work out that way. Give it another year. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I was in a similar situation before Sean. I was in an eight-year relationship. I ended, lived on my own. And yeah, I'd spent my entire 20s living with someone. Mm -hmm. And I dragged ass moving in with Sean because <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. because I also kind of thought I would probably marry mm -hmm. him. And I was like, this is my last fucking chance to live alone. So there might be a, like, for your perspective, maybe consider that. Like, what if she is the mm -hmm. one? Right. What if you guys end up together for the rest of your lives? This might be the last time you have to yourself. So exactly. like cherish it, enjoy yeah, it. Like soon it. enough, you might have someone who doesn't let you smoke pot inside. <laughs> you know? right. and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it does suck. You know, obviously splitting rent is very nice, but you know, you got a few months, you've got time to like really look for something that suits you. And yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. it, it sounds like, you know, the answer to this, but it is that weird. I'm sure it's that awkward, like elephant in the room where you're like, Mm -hmm. uh, we could bring this up and like I said I don't know I don't I don't know she could maybe casually mention it and just kind of see but I feel like it seems like it's probably up to her to maybe bring it up and not you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let me ask you guys this though because this is what ultimately happened with Sean and I like we were always spending the night together. I was either mm -hmm. at his house or my house. It was starting to get to like, oh, I never had the jeans that I wanted to wear at the right house. I always had to worry about where my razor was or like I, I just it was becoming inconvenient mm -hmm. to live separately. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case where they are truly spending every night together, do you think that changes things? Hmm. I think Is a it little bit. I, yeah, it's, it's hard to not know without that detail, but mm -hmm. It, it, but with if it, with the other detail of the ten year relationship and her being scared of like losing herself, it just does seem like she's like I I would just like see if she brings it up maybe. Yeah, and I think also like you know maybe you guys are spending that much time together, but also like you know make sure she has the space that she needs to right now if she wants it. You know, your own space. Also, it's a good thing. yeah. Oh my god! If I I would have an extra apartment right now if I could. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah, I mean, amazing. my ideal situation would be living in a duplex <laughs> with oh, yeah. like um, Frida Kahlo and Diego yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Rivera. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's the, with the two houses with the bridge that. Perfect. Yeah, I love it. Oh. I love it so much. We have. We, I remember we had listeners that I met that we met in Chicago that uh, uh, two women lived across the hall from each other because one of them was messy and one of them was very clean. And they're like, we step, we were just getting in fights. So we just bought two condos across the hall from each other and we um, choose who we're staying, where we're staying every night. <laughs> That's lovely. And That's I was so like, great. I Amazing. love that so much. 
So then you can have your place yeah. decorated how you want. Like it's yeah, it's I yeah that kind of thing. Awesome. If you have the means, yeah, if you can pull if you it have off. The means. I was watching <laughs> yeah. a, a, like an old Thirty Rock, and Tracy Jordan had like an apartment he was renting just to shit in like three days a week. Or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. If so you we, can we have actually it. yeah you can have it. We have uh, we have a guest unit on our property, and mm. that is Ben's studio. Nice. So he's out there all day long, you know, making noise and stuff, which used to be in here. There used to be someone living there and and that used that studio was where I'm sitting right now mm-hmm. and my office was across the way. And it was that was too much togetherness because we both work from home and that's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now it's yeah. just like the simple thing of him taking 10 steps out the side door mm-hmm. to go into a little tiny house and bang around. It's uh, it's really nice. It's yeah. like we're in different offices and then, you know, six o'clock we meet in the kitchen for uh Cheese and cocktails. Yeah. I think the giving uh, your partner the space and time to miss you is important. Yes. And very important. Uh, when you, it's it's hard. It's it's a lesson that takes a minute to learn, I think, later in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, I need space from you. So I forget, like, I don't see all the little annoying shit every day. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Very important. Very important. <laughs> mm-hmm. But rents are high, so I won't fault you guys if you check. Yeah, sure. yeah. If yeah. you end up doing it, cool. Because that, that's fun too. That has sure. its it benefits it as well. It is, and like I will say that it is also fun to live yeah. with a partner. It is. It is fun. It definitely is. It's fun to pick out decorations and cook meals. Yeah. And stuff. Yes. Yeah. Either way, it'll be fine. But I am a huge proponent of like you know the Virginia Woolf room of one's own. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Benefits it's to really both. Really important. Mm-hmm. Benefits yes. to both. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Well, Dave, this has been so much fun. This has been a ball. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Where can everyone find you on the internet and your work and all that? Yeah, I am uh, on Twitter at Dave Holmes, also on Instagram at Dave Holmes. Uh, I am an editor at large for Esquire and I write for them, you know, a couple times a week on the website and in, uh, and in the print magazine as well. Uh, but yeah, just follow me on Twitter and I will I will uh, relentlessly plug my various projects. <laughs> Heck yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and of course, check out Waiting for Impact on Exactly yes, Right. Yes, please. On the Exactly Right Network. Sister and shows. Yay. Sister show. Sister, sister, y'all. <laughs> and thank you. We'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Three, two, three, six, but 30. It's six, but 30 somewhere. Hi, ladies. So today is November 12th. I live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and... I don't have a problem. I just want to rejoice with you all. Um, I am on my way to do a four-hour drive out to Tampa to meet up with the Free Britney Army, the Tampa Army. And I'm so excited. I am so stoked. I haven't done anything uh, fun in a long time. I don't, I'm stretching myself to become more social and to, and to keep the anxiety at bay and, um, choosing to find the joy in things and the fun in things and be fun again. Um, and I'm a little nervous to go out by myself to a new city. Uh, even if it's just for a night, a little time I'm attached to my boyfriend. And I'm breaking through. I'm breaking through that. And so this is like a, I don't know, I guess a fucking hooray, even though it's a different podcast, but, <laughs> um, I just wanted to say thank you, and I wanted to, if I could hold your hands right now, I know that our hearts are holding hands, um, because we're going to be united on the same day, even though we're miles 
hundreds of thousands of miles apart. And I'm excited. I connected with some people online, so I know, you know, who to say hi to, so I won't be alone. And I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I'm, I've got butterflies in my stomach, and I'm blasting Britney Spears' playlist, and uh, I'm stoked. <laughs> Love you all, and uh, have an awesome time. Hey, it's Taylor from Toronto, and I literally just finished listening to the latest episode um, with the lady problem about the snoring man upstairs. And I think that a great solution to neighbor problems is to uh, sign them up for, like, ads or, (laughs) like, mail ads. So why don't you, like, clearly you can figure out his address because he was right above you. Why don't you just sign him up for some CPAP machine, like, flyers or something. Maybe he'll get the hint. (laughs) Anyway, love you all. Talk to you later. Bye.